do you crave daily motivation and want valuable tips for dealing with the stress of type 1 diabetes? Sign up for our daily email and start your day with a practical type 1 diabetes and mental health tip delivered straight to your inbox. It's like a personal boost for your day, from me to you. And best of all, it's absolutely free. Don't wait. Go to www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip and subscribe today because every day with type 1 diabetes deserves a healthy start. That's www.thediabetespsychologist.com forward slash tip. Have you ever wondered if you have a fear of low blood sugar? If so, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Live Free with 2 podcast, brought to you by the Diabetes Psychologist. This is the only podcast where we teach you how to build your type 1 diabetes stress management plan like a sailboat. You are the captain, your diabetes management is the hull, your mindset is the sails, your behavior is the rudder, and your support team is the crew. When you build your sailboat correctly, you will have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. And on this episode of the podcast, I talk about fear of low blood sugar and some signs that you might have fear of low blood sugar. Some of these may seem normal, but if you take a look deeper, you'll find that there are actually strategies you're using to avoid low blood sugar and avoid the fear that comes with it. If your blood sugars are high and you're avoiding activities that you really want to be doing because of diabetes, this episode is for you. Hey there. Over the past couple weeks, I've been talking a lot about fear of low blood sugar. And a lot of you have written and asked me, how do I know if I have a fear of low blood sugar? And on this episode of the podcast, I want to talk about six signs that you may have a fear of low blood sugar. Before we get started, let me just say this. Fear of low blood sugar is not a fun experience. And we want to do everything that we can as humans to avoid this fear. And so as we're talking about signs that you may have a fear of low blood sugar, pay attention because every single one of these signs is a way of avoiding. We avoid being uncomfortable. We avoid low blood sugar. We avoid the possibility of low blood sugar. And so avoidance is the name of the game. And that's what we want to help you get out of. If you do have a fear of low blood sugar, I want to help you to stop avoiding to lean into the fear, not in a dangerous way, but in a way that can help you to see what is safe, what is okay, and what you can do to manage your diabetes and live your life without letting this fear get in your way. So let's dive in to the six signs that you have a fear of low blood sugar. Sign number one, you under bolus. We have all been there before. You're sitting there at lunch, your food comes, And you say to yourself, that's 70 grams of carbs. So you put the carbs into your pump and the number that comes up is bigger than you want it to be. The amount of insulin you have to take for the food that you're eating is a little bit scary. And you think to yourself, well, do I really need this much insulin? Maybe, maybe not. I'm going to under bolus just to make sure. And then what happens? Well, inevitably, your blood sugar shoots up, it skyrockets, it goes high. You underbolus. You were scared about what would happen if you take the right amount of insulin, knowing what you need, but not doing it. 
you took less insulin than what you needed to cover the carbs you were eating because you're worried about what might happen to your blood sugar and your ability to handle it. But then what happens is this becomes a pattern. You say to yourself, well, I'm too scared to take the right amount of insulin. So I'm always gonna take less because if I take less insulin, my blood sugar for sure will stay high and the possibility of going low is off the table. By doing this, you are avoiding the possibility of going low. You're avoiding the possibility of low blood sugar. And that makes things challenging, both for your blood sugars, because you probably don't feel very good, but also for your mental health. When you avoid taking enough insulin to cover the carbs you're eating because you're worried about going low, what you're doing is reinforcing your belief that you can't handle low blood sugar because you never give yourself the opportunity to try. You're always high, and that's where you feel safe. And when you consistently underbolus, you feel stuck. It makes it harder and harder and harder to take the insulin that you actually need because you feel the only way you can be safe is by not taking enough insulin and keeping your blood sugar high. So if you're underbolusing on a regular basis and actually thinking about underbolusing, you may have a fear of low blood sugar. Sign number two, and this is for the pumpers out there. You stay in activity or exercise mode all the time. This is a new phenomenon with the new pumps that are out there that have exercise mode. Exercise mode is amazing. It helps us to exercise and be active without that worry about going low. Because we all know that going low while exercising sucks. It's not fun. You have to stop what you're doing and treat and maybe even end your workout early. We don't want to be worrying about low blood sugar while we're exercising, of course. I get it. But what happens when you feel that the only way that you're safe, the only way you can avoid low blood sugar and the fear of low blood sugar is to stay in exercise mode all the time? What exercise mode does is it keeps your target higher than normal, usually around 150 or 160. And for some of the insulin pumps, it actually stops correction boluses. So you're not getting extra insulin when your blood sugar is going high. But what happens is exercise mode becomes what I call your rabbit's foot. Your rabbit's foot is a feeling of safety. It's not actually true. You feel like the only way you can stay safe with your diabetes management is to stay in exercise mode all the time. But again, what does that do? All it is is avoiding the possibility of going low while also keeping your blood sugar high. So again, you're not feeling great and you're not giving yourself the opportunity to see that if you do go low, you can handle it. And also that the algorithms actually work really well and that the chances of you going low in regular mode are not that big. So it's a double whammy. You feel the only way you're safe is by staying in exercise mode, by being high, but also you can't see how the algorithm actually works and how it's going to keep your, you in range and keep you safe in that way. You don't feel great. And you get stuck in this cycle of the only way I can be safe is by staying in exercise mode. It gets really challenging. And the more that you do it, the more you avoid being in regular mode and allowing the algorithm to work, the harder it is for you to step out of that and to move forward and to change and to let go of that fear of low blood sugar. Sign number three, and this is a tough one to swallow. 
you avoid activities. You may avoid physical activities like hiking or biking or swimming. You may avoid activities where it would be really scary if your blood sugar went low, like when driving. But what this does is it makes your life really, really small. It makes it hard for you to do things that you really want to do in life because of a worry about going low. And again, the more you avoid, the harder it is to get back into the groove and to try new things. When you avoid activities, what you're actually doing is avoiding a fear of being scared. We all have this fear of being scared. Being scared is not fun. It's something that we want to avoid naturally. And in some ways, that's helpful. But in a lot of ways, avoiding the fear is actually not helpful at all. One, because it keeps us stuck. It traps us. It makes us feel like we can't live our life and live out our values in the way that we want to because of a worry about going low. I know lots of folks who really want to be able to take their kids to the park and to play with them. But when their kids say, mommy, can we go to the park? The automatic answer is no. Not because you don't want to take them to the park, but because you're so worried about going low at the park that it paralyzes you. You start saying no to invitations, to friends and family when they ask you to go out for dinner or go to happy hour. You say no to hikes. You say no to vacations. You say no to travel. You say no to everything. And all of a sudden, you're not doing anything in your life or your activities are very limited because of this fear of going low. You'd rather stay away from the activities than deal with the worry about going low. When in reality, you can deal with the low if you give yourself the opportunity. I can't guarantee you that if you go into activities like biking and hiking, that you're not gonna go low. That's, there's no guarantee there at all. But what I can guarantee is that if you're prepared, especially if you're using a CGM, but even if you're not, if you're prepared, you're going to be able to handle the low. Will it be inconvenient? Of course. Will it be annoying and uncomfortable? Probably. But that doesn't mean you can't handle it. It doesn't mean that you have to avoid everything in life that you want to be doing because you're worried about going low. Think about it for a minute. Are you avoiding any activities on a regular basis because you're worried about going low? Do you say no to activities and invitations because of this worry and because of the overthinking that happens when you have to think about and prepare for these activities? Of course, with diabetes, doing activities takes some preparation. You have to monitor your blood sugar. You have to be prepared and take snacks with you. You have to make sure that you're going to be in range or in a safe range at least, during the activity. And if you're not going to be, take precautions and take action to get yourself there. But that doesn't mean you have to avoid activities. But when you get in the cycle of avoidance, of I can't do things, I'm going to say no to everything, all of a sudden, your world tightens up. And you feel like you're in prison. You feel like you can't do anything because of your fear of low blood sugar. Do you avoid activities? If so, you may have a fear of low blood sugar. Sign number four, you set your low alert high on your CGM, whether it's 100 or 90 or even 85. You want to be prepared. What happens here though? 
you're worried that if you get close to being low, you're going to go low. And you want to be overly prepared. But what this does is it overstimulates your mind. I was talking to a patient recently who has their CGM alert set at 100. And I was looking at their CGM, and I saw that when they were below 100, it was red. And this worried me because red is that color that signifies emergency. It signifies there's something dangerous here. And the reality is, if your blood sugar is 99, 95, even 85, you're not in danger. But when you associate that color and that number in danger, things get really complicated. You say to yourself, well, I have to keep my blood sugar higher and higher and higher to stay away from that danger zone. Now, of course, they want to have you have your CGM alert set appropriately at 75 or 70. Because if you're below that, certainly you have the potential of getting into a place that's dangerous. But when your CGM alert is set higher than that, it keeps you hypervigilant. You're always looking. You're always getting alerted. You're getting alerted more frequently than you want to. And your mind is on your blood sugar a lot. And when your mind is on something a lot, it keeps you anxious. It keeps you fearful. And it keeps your blood sugar high. So if you set your low alert above 85 milligram per deciliter, you likely have a fear of low blood sugar. Sign number five, you can't stop looking at your CGM. In my opinion, CGMs have been the biggest blessing as well as the biggest curse to diabetes management in the last 15 years. Personally, I would not want to give up my CGM at all. I love it. But I'll tell you, I have found a way to not check it very often. I have my alert set, and if my blood sugar goes above my high alert or below my low alert, I will take action. But for the most part during the day, I am not looking at my CGM very much because I trust that it'll let me know if something needs to happen. But if you believe the more information you have about what your blood sugar is doing minute by minute, the safer you'll be, you may have a fear of low blood sugar. The reality is, for most people, you don't need to know what your blood sugar is minute by minute. You just don't. You need to know what your blood sugar is when it's high or when it's low, or before you're eating, or at certain times of the day, maybe before you're exercising. But when you're sitting at your desk working, or eating dinner um, after you've bolused, or sitting watching TV, you don't need to know what your blood sugar is. But if you keep looking at it, it puts it front of mind, and it keeps that fear factor right there in front of your face. And that keeps you scared. And you don't want to be scared. And so you feel the only way not to be scared is to keep looking at it. So if you can't stop looking at your CGM or pricking your finger if you're not using a CGM, and you're pricking your finger 10, 15, 20 times a day, looking at your CGM every 5, 10, 15 minutes, you may have a fear of low blood sugar. And finally, sign number six. Your worry about low blood sugar gets in the way of your life. If you're not living the life that you want to live because of fear and thoughts about low blood sugar and what could happen, it's very possible that you have a fear of low blood sugar. Fear of lows gets in the way of our life. And if you find that worry 
is overburdensome. It's always there. And everything that you do is done through the lens of that worry. That's a sign that fear of low blood sugar is a challenge for you. We want to make sure that you are free and flexible in your life and living the best life that you can, even with diabetes, while also keeping yourself safe. Now, sometimes that can be a fine balance. Sometimes it can be challenging to do both. I get it, but it's possible. There may be times when you have to step back and take a pause, especially if you're trending low. But the constant worry about, could I go low? Will I go low? What happens if I go low? And if, that is, if those thoughts are consuming your mind, then it's possible that you have a fear of low blood sugar. Fear of low blood sugar, as you can see, gets in the way of all kinds of areas of your life, both your diabetes management, which impacts how you feel about diabetes, how you feel about yourself, your ability to take care of yourself, as well as your physical well-being. We know that high blood sugar doesn't feel good, not to mention the long-term complications of high blood sugar. But at the same time, it's also important to focus on the quality of life. But the reality is, if we say, I'd rather have high blood sugar than be worried all the time, what does that do to your life? It makes your life very small. It makes you feel like you're bound in chains by this fear. And that's not what you want. You want to have a free and flexible life. You want to be able to do what you want without worrying about your blood sugar. Now, here's the thing. Is it going to be possible for you to avoid that fear, to never be worried about blood sugar? Well, probably not. In reality, we want you to have a healthy fear and healthy anxiety around your blood sugar. Because if you didn't have a healthy anxiety, you wouldn't care very much. But at the same time, when that seemingly healthy anxiety becomes too much, becomes overbearing, feels like it's taking over your life, that is the time when you have to say to yourself, It's possible, do I have a fear of low blood sugar? And if it is, take action to conquer your fear. At the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action that you can use starting right now in your life with type 1 diabetes to reduce your stress and increase your freedom and flexibility. And today your plan of action is review the list of the reasons why you may have a fear of low blood sugar. And if you see yourself in this list, send me an email mark at thediabetespsychologist.com and let me know. I'd love to hear from you and talk to you about how I can support you in this challenge. Thanks so much for joining me on the Live Free with T1D podcast, where I teach you how to build your diabetes management plan like a sailboat so you can have smooth sailing in your life with type 1 diabetes. And I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place. Bye for now.